The service of Matins for the 18th Sunday after Trinity, October 11th, 2020. The opening hymn is LSB 564, Christ Sits at God's Right Hand. sits at God's right hand, his saving work complete, to reign till every foe will I beneath his feet. All that the Father planned, the Son sought to fulfill. When first he said, Lord, here am I to do your will. Christ was that priest God swore, uniquely first and last, who would in righteousness and love be unsurpassed. A priest forevermore, an oath God would not break. A priest within the order of Melchizedek. Christ's altar was the tree where on the world's behalf he shed a blood unlike the blood of goat or calf to seal God's guarantee of grace that cannot fail. With blood he entered for our good behind the costly sacrifice to cover human sin, who but Christ Jesus had the right to enter in. His blood that sprinkled price, so we might be assured that our inheritance in light has been secured. Then let us now draw near, washed in that precious flood, and enter the most holy place by Jesus' blood. From hearts that are sincere, let tongues our hope profess, and trust anew God's faithful grace that we confess.
praise to Christ we bring, our Lord who intercedes, our great High Priest enthroned above, who knows our needs, and to the Father sing our songs of thankful praise. With the Spirit reigns in love for endless days. The Service of Matins, LSB, page 219. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Praise to you, O Christ. Alleluia. The Lord has sanctified us in the true faith. O come, let us worship him. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. The deep places of the earth are in his hand, the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hand formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Glory be to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. The Lord has sanctified us in the true faith. O come, let us worship him. The psalm is the introit appointed for this day, verses from Psalm 122. Give peace, O Lord, to those who wait for you. And let your prophets be proven faithful. Hear the prayer of your servants, according to the blessing of Aaron upon your people. 
I was glad when they said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they be secure who love you. For my brothers and companions' sake, I will say, Peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give peace, O Lord, to those who wait for you, and let your prophets be proven faithful. Hear the prayer of your servants according to the blessing of Aaron upon your people. Office Hymn LSB 694 Thee will I love, my strength, my tower.
will I love my crown of gladness. He will I love my God and Lord. Amid the darkest depths of sadness, and not for hope of I reward. For thine own sake, O light divine, so long as life is mine. A reading from Deuteronomy, the tenth chapter. And now, O Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your being, and to keep the commandments and statutes of the Lord which I am commanding you today for your good? Behold, to the Lord your God belong heaven and the heaven of heavens, the earth and all that is in it. Yet the Lord set his heart in love on your fathers and chose their offspring after them, you above all peoples as you are this day. Circumcise therefore the foreskin of your heart and be no longer stubborn. For the Lord your God is a God of gods and Lord of lords, the great, the mighty, and the awesome God, who is not partial and takes no bribe. He executes justice for the fatherless and the widow and loves the sojourner, giving him food and clothing. Love the sojourner therefore, for you were sojourners in the land of Egypt. You shall fear the Lord your God. You shall serve him and hold fast to him, and by his name you shall swear. He is your praise. He is your God, who has done for you these great and terrifying things that your eyes have seen. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. A reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Paul, called by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus and our brother Sosthenes, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints together with all those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus, so that in every way you were enriched in him in all speech and all knowledge even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. A reading from Matthew, the 22nd chapter. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your being, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Now while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them a question, saying, What do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? They said to him, The son of David. He said to them, How is it then that David, in the spirit, 
calls him Lord, saying, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If David calls him Lord, how is he his son? And no one was able to answer him a word, nor from that day did anyone dare to ask him any more questions. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. The Common Responsory on page 221. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text this morning is from our Gospel lesson, Matthew 22. With debate season upon us and just a couple weeks left until Election Day, lawyers are sure asking questions. It seems like everyone is a lawyer today, and every question is worded in such a way that you're trapped into only one answer or you're just plain wrong. I grew up saying sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. We sure try, though, don't we? Very seldom do we ask questions to truly gain insight and glean wisdom. More often, we asked to test. This is what happens to Jesus in our text. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, two competing teaching schools with different opinions on what the Word of God teaches, one considered to be more liberal and one considered to be more conservative, square off with the Son of God. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? In other words, this is a contentious topic we want you to answer, so one of us can trap you. By your answer, you will show your true colors as to which side you adhere. Are you crazy right-wing? Are you outlandish left-wing? We have to know, because we have predetermined either you are a racist bigot or a loony liberal. We just want to know in which pigeonhole to put you. They were not asking Jesus to learn. They knew without a doubt that they were absolutely 100% right. They didn't need to hear anything from anyone. Jesus calls them both to repentance, and he shows the error of both sides. Each has some good thoughts and each some good aims. However, both have gone too far and have forgotten what is truly at the heart of it all. From God's word, which they both have claimed to be teaching, Jesus quotes from Leviticus, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your being and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Adding his own perfect, complete commentary on these words, he says, On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. This is where our deep propensity for lowering questions flare. Is that what God really means? Maybe he was just being clever and the real meaning is hidden under layers of refined words that need to be teased out and explained by savvy PR gurus. Jesus is not just simply a man. He is the Son of God. God means what he says. Why else would he say it? Here, my lawyer question flickers, 
If he means what he says, why do so many people act as though he has not spoken, or say that they know what he has said, and then act as though he did not really mean what he said? This is the sum of the commandments. Love. The law, the revealed will of God, all his commands are aimed to admonish and encourage love. To love God and to love your neighbors are two sides of the same coin. God's word commands we are to love him with all that we are and have, and that we love our neighbors in the same way we love ourselves. Sadly, we don't see a lot of either sort of love that measures up to the command of God. The first thing the law commands is that we love God. God isn't talking about some simple emotional thing. He isn't saying that you should feel all warm and squishy about him. While this can include feelings, it's not just simply a feeling. There's nothing wrong with feeling love toward God in its right and proper place. The problem is feelings come and go. They become more intense. They fleet and fade away. Feelings ebb and flow. They fluctuate from one minute to the next. Feelings have a very addictive quality to them. Because the high doesn't last, you chase after it, trying anything and everything to bring about the same feelings, to get to the same level of feeling that you enjoy. As much as you want them to be, the feeling is not constant. And if you work and work to make that feeling be constant, you have made that feeling of God your God, and not God himself. God says you should love him with all your heart, and all of your being, and all of your mind. He doesn't mean love as in a feeling you get. He means love and as in how you think, how you speak, how you act. When you love God with all your heart, your love for God controls and gives form to the emotions and passions of your life. Not that you have any emotion about him, but that all of your emotions are shaped by him and his value and his presence in your life. It is a love that includes emotion, but which also transcends them, shapes them, sets them aside from the common emotions of the world. What does it mean to love God with your being, often translated as soul? This is the word used in Genesis. God forms man from the dust of the ground, breathes into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man becomes a living soul, a living being. This word carries with it an understanding of not just the body, but also the will. Everything you want, all of your plans, all of your intentions are shaped by love and by his will. For the child of God, the lusts of the flesh are to take a back seat to God and his will, which is why we are taught by Jesus to pray, Thy will be done. Lastly, we are to love the Lord with all our mind. What does this mean? Every thought is taken captive by God's love. As Paul directs, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, anything worthy of praise, think about these things. As the Holy Spirit sanctifies us, sets us apart, our minds, our thoughts are shaped by God himself. So John writes, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. Whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world, so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Propitiation is the word for the blood that was sacrificed and thrown against the altar to atone for sin. Jesus' life and death is the very definition of love. He loved God with his heart, being, and mind, and this flows out into loving his neighbor as himself. 
to love your neighbor as much as you love yourself is to not use them, their possessions, their name, their feelings, their life, their marriage, their body, their anything to make you better. Their detriment is not your betterment, and their demise is not your growth. While we try to lawyer ourselves around the letter of the law and the commandments, the summary is all too clear. And who among us does it perfectly? We enjoy titillating in the salacious. The, sto- the dirty story tickles us. Comfort of the moment and temporary happiness pleases us more than the eternal love of God. We love other words more than the scriptures. We love our neighbor when they can do something for me. Instead of pure things, we lawyer up and dance around, filling our minds with thoughts and images which are not holy but profane. We use our minds for thinking how to take advantage of the other guy or to rationalize our values and behaviors which are not consistent with our professed love for God. We use our minds to explain away the commandments of God and our failures to be the sort of people we know that God would have us be. Rather than loving God with our whole mind, we use our minds to justify our sins and are ignoring what we know is the will of God. When we really have had enough, we abandon Christ and his church because his word and his servant keeps pointing out my sins and that doesn't make me feel very good. God doesn't really mean those things and that pastor better get with the program. We redefine fatherhood. We redefine marriage. We redefine gender and body. We redefine authority. In essence, what we're trying to do is redefine what love is so I don't feel so bad for not being loving. But God means what he says. He not only expects us to love him with every fiber of our being, he commands us to love our neighbors in the same way as we love ourselves. If we want to be comfortable, we are to see to the comfort of our neighbor. If we want to be respected in the community, we are to respect our neighbor, each and all of them. If we love ourselves by feeding ourselves, we are to see to it that our neighbors have food to eat, good food. If we expect people to take the time to listen to us and understand how we think and how we feel, then we are to love our neighbors in the same way with our time, our attention, and our understanding. This is the conduct and life of the child of God. This is not optional, as though you could choose to do it or ignore it. Nor are we allowed by God to decide that it's too hard for us and quit. Forgiveness does not alter the validity of this command. These two commandments are the sum and the substance of the will of God contained in all of Scripture. God wants, God wills, and so commands every Christian to live this way in thought, word, and deed. So who can pass this lawyer test? Only one, Jesus Christ. He loved God with his entire being and loved his neighbor as himself. His emotions, his will, his words, his life, everything was shaped and guided by the word of God. He is the one who gave his entire being, his soul, for you, his sheep. As Paul says, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. There was no more clarification, no teasing out of jaunty lawyer legalese. The sins of all the world were placed upon Jesus who gave his entire being for you to pay for your sins. His love for God was so perfect, so complete, that he hung on the cross and died for you in your place. You live the fruits of his death, and so does your neighbor. This changes the way you think, the way you act, the way you speak. This is why the best construction is put on everything. He is the cornerstone, 
and upon Christ you are built brick by brick into a spiritual house. On both sides of any human discussion there is one common thread of truth. We are sinners in need of saving, and we will twist anything we can to our own advantage. Are all Republicans evil, wicked sinners? Yes. Are all Democrats evil, wicked sinners? Yes. So are all people running in all political parties and all who support them, all who vote for them and all who do not vote. All need Christ and Him crucified. Christians can hear the words of political leaders, reports, friends and family and see them for what they are. Just words. God's word is different. God's word tells no lies and does not twist to fit any man's agenda. His word is true and he means what he says. He has the words of eternal life. So take heart in this political season. The speeches will come and go. The attack ads will soon cease. The words will turn and the focus will turn to another way in which people will speak loudly, trying to turn words and redefine culture to pacify their feelings. As his child, your baptism gives you a regenerated heart. It gives you Christ. Thus with Paul I say to you, I give thanks to my God always for you. Because of the grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus, that in every way you were enriched in him, in all speech, and all knowledge. With this knowledge we graciously sing, what costly sacrifice to cover human sin, who but Christ Jesus had the right to enter in. His blood that sprinkled price, so we might be assured that our inheritance in light has been secured. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We continue with the Deum, LSB, page 223. We praise you, O God, we acknowledge you to be the Lord. All the earth now worships you, the Father everlasting. To you all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To you cherubim and seraphim continually do cry. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of Sabaoth, heaven and earth are full of the majesty of your glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise you. The goodly fellowship of the prophets praise you. The noble army of martyrs praise you. The Holy Church throughout all the world does acknowledge you. The Father of an infinite majesty, your adorable true and only Son, also the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. You are the King of glory, O Christ. You are the everlasting Son of the Father. When you took upon yourself to deliver man, you humbled yourself to be born of a virgin. When you had overcome the sharpness of death, you opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. 
You sit at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father. We believe that you will come to be our judge. We therefore pray you to help your servants whom you have redeemed with your precious blood. Make them to be numbered with your saints in glory everlasting. O Lord, save your people and bless your heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify you and we worship your name forever and ever. Grant, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let your mercy be upon us as our trust is in you. O Lord, in you have I trusted. Let me never be confounded. Lord, have mercy. Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, hear my prayer, and let my cry come to you. O God, because without you we are not able to please you, mercifully grant that your Holy Spirit may in all things direct and rule our hearts, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Almighty God, bless your Church here in this place and scattered throughout the world. Fill all who call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ with his love, that they might strive diligently to love you, one another, and all their neighbors. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious Lord, enrich all pastors in Christ, in all speech and knowledge, that they would preach the gospel in its purity and administer the sacraments according to Christ's institution. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful Lord, you know how Satan prowls like a roaring lion, seeking to devour your children. By the power of your word and spirit, Protect and defend those who are under Satan's attacks. Send your holy angels to be with them, that the evil foe may have no power over them. 
Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Generous Lord, we thank you for your delight in giving us all good gifts. Continue to bless us in both body and soul. Grant us generous hearts that we would support your ministry and mission among us and around the world with our tithes and offerings. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Eternal Father, give guidance, wisdom, and safety to Donald, our president, Kim, our governor, and to all who make and judge our laws. Bless all civil servants as they carry out their offices and protect them in the line of duty. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving God, continue to be merciful to all those who are shut in, those who are homebound, those who are suffering under the burden of any illness or ailment of body, soul, or spirit. Especially Carmen, Susan, Joshua, Zoe, Jen, Gordon, Marvin, Keith, Marianne, Matt, and those we name in our hearts. Strengthen and heal them according to your will, and bless all the hands that care for them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, you have promised to send your holy angels to guard and keep your children. We thank and praise you for the gift of life and for the protection and care you have provided. As Chris, Joshua, Cheryl, Cole, Pastor Brandt, and Keith celebrate their birthdays, grant that they may grow in grace, continue to know your loving kindness, abide in the confession of your care and protection, serve you faithfully all the days of their life, and finally come to the fullness of your joys in heaven. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, grant that we would always be glad to go to the house of the Lord, where we are fed and strengthened by your Son's body and blood at the holy altar. Fill us with your Spirit that we would receive the blessed sacrament in repentance and faith, and to our abundant blessing. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of gods and Lord of lords, we give you thanks for all who have preceded us in the faith and now rest from their labors. Sustain us in that same faith as we wait with them for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ that we would be found guiltless on the day of judgment. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. These things and whatever else we need, we place into your hands, O Father, for you have instructed us to call upon you. Hear our prayer for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit are one God, now and forever. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by your governance may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Closing hymn is LSB 745, In God, My Faithful God.
in God my faithful God. I trust when dark my road. Great woes may overtake me, yet he will not forsake me. My troubles he can alter, his hand lets nothing falter. My sins fill me with care, yet I will not despair. I build on Christ who loves me, from this rock nothing moves me. To Him I will surrender, to Him my soul's defender. If death my portion be, it brings great gain to me. It speeds my life's endeavor to live with Christ forever. He gives me joy in sorrow, come death now or tomorrow. If Jesus Christ my Lord, so meek in word and deed, you suffer death to save us, because your love would have us. Be heirs of heavenly gladness, when ends this life of sadness. So be it then I say, with all my heart each day, Dear Lord, we all adore you, we sing for joy before you, Guide us while here we wander, until we praise you, Yah.